Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 9 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Season finale! Oh my goodness, a whole season. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe we're here. I was just thinking about our first episode. It seems like yesterday also seems like forever ago. It does. It really does. But here we are in our season finale. You have made it this far. Woohoo! You're here! We want to say Happy Halloween on October 31st when this episode is being released. Go grabbing a fun and safe Halloween today. Closing the season, closing spooky season. Oh, yeah. So, all at one time. Oh, yes, for sure. The episode for today is called Free For All, and because it is Halloween, we are going to be talking about all things Disney Halloween. So join us for Free For All Halloween Edition. Spooky season is almost over, but we figured that we would end spooky season with this episode and we are going to break down a few fun Disney Halloween items for you. So what you can expect out of this episode is we are going to break down Disney Halloween movies, treats in the parks, which is super fun. Necessary topic. Oh yeah. And Disney Halloween parties that happen in the parks. Yeah, they're super fun. So many things that Disney does for Halloween that I think Disney fans, um, Disney World lovers get so excited for this time of year. And so we thought, what better way to end our very first season than talking about um, one of Disney, Disney's best seasons that they put on. Yeah, they're very passionate about Halloween. So we're excited to talk about all of that today. Um, if you've already done some of these things, because, you know, spooky season is like the whole month of October and we're coming out with this at the end of the month, then great. If you haven't had a chance to do any of these and you want to continue your spooky season for another week, we definitely recommend that. Yeah. And support it. Or next year, maybe have some good ideas for you guys to participate in for next year. Yeah, maybe plan in advance if you hear something that we talk about uh, that you didn't know that goes on in Disney for Halloween and you say, oh, I think that's a good idea for my my future 2022 Disney trip. Maybe we'll give you some insight on um, why it would be a good idea for you to go. But also, even though we're closing spooky season, this season started for Disney in August. And it's still very hot in Orlando when they launch spooky season it's like surprise it's fall and it's not anywhere yeah. close to fall yeah. weather-wise it's and a- in august you're not thinking really about halloween so yeah i think it gives people the opportunity disney started doing this expanded holiday season idea because people go to disney one time of year and generally speaking most people plan a disney trip for one time a year there are some crazy people out there like us who try to go more than once um but if you planned your trip for august september and you hear oh my gosh disney has this really cool halloween thing that they do but i'm not going to get to experience it that stinks um disney's now turned it around and said hey we're gonna do halloween for a long time we're gonna do christmas for a long time and uh, it gives more people the opportunity to experience holiday seasons at disney it also gives disney more revenue i think because it's pushing a particular thing that seems exclusive 
um, to a certain time of year, but you get to do it when you go anyways. So people are jumping it. The, yeah. the ability to do Halloween or Christmas super early. It's definitely smart from a revenue standpoint. I totally agree. And also, I think it helps get people into the holiday spirit. For sure. Getting to celebrate some of those holidays a little bit earlier um, just kind of kickstarts the season for <laughs> lots of retail. Yeah, the transition that they make from one season to the next, too, it legitimately happens overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's their decorations are specifically Magic Kingdom they're everywhere and Mm -hmm. I have always been impressed by how they throw up their decor as quick as they do they now have specials where they show you that transition they do a lot of videos on their um, social media pages as well so if you haven't seen one of those yet definitely check out the Disney Parks Instagram around the time around like July to August and when they're trying to set up all the fall decor and then definitely that like week between Halloween and November which will be when this episode comes out it'll be around this week so definitely look on their Instagram because you'll be able to see some behind the scenes videos of them literally changing the entire aesthetic of the park overnight which is very impressive they pay such close attention to all of the details that go up in the park and I remember one of the videos I was watching for this year they have roles that I've never even considered where they have someone that's in charge of painting the pumpkins every year. And she was talking about how these, some pumpkins weigh like a ton, like they're huge pieces of um, decor and they have to be able to like not blow away in hurricane weather because (laughs) they go up during hurricane season. So they are pretty sturdy pieces of equipment going up. Um, And someone's in charge of just making sure they look pretty every year so that's a cool job yeah so that's just i mean what are some of your favorite halloween decorations that you've seen so i love the mickey pumpkins classic Um, it's a mickey it's a pumpkin with mickey's face on it with a leaf wreath a leaf wreath around (laughs) it and so it just looks like a wreath but it has the pumpkin in the middle and they hang them from the lampposts all the way down main street usa in Magic Kingdom, which is very cute. And people come out every year just to see the Mickey pumpkins, which I think is an awesome tradition. And I will say this year, they have done something a little bit different with those Mickey pumpkins. They've actually turned them into uh, the Cinderella carriage pumpkin wreaths. There makes a lot of sense. Yes, because obviously her carriage is made out of a pumpkin. And with it being the 50th anniversary, they've got some gold touches on there. And I love it. I think it's so cute. Yeah, I think it's a very classy. The Mickey is a whimsical, fun version of their Halloween decor. And the Cinderella pumpkin carriages gave it a classy upgrade. Um, But the way that those pumpkins glow at night in particular Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite things to see in the fall. There's just, I think... They flicker too. Yeah. Almost like there's a candle. Yeah. It's so cool. Again, attention to detail. Um, When you think of a jack-o'-lantern, you put a candle inside for it to light Mm -hmm. up. So that's what they make them look like. Uh, Even if it's an artificial flame flicker, um, it's still there and it makes it feel kind of spooky, feel like fall, even if it's 85 degrees out. (laughs) At that point, you're not paying attention to the weather. You're like, it is fall. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's jump into some of the Disney Halloween movies and we'll go back to parks in a little bit. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Disney Halloween movies. What are your go-to movies to watch during the spooky season that are Disney related? I think my number one is always hocus pocus Mm. there's some other ones that are you know 
your old Disney Channel originals Mm -hmm. um, that we'll touch on, but um, the two particular movies I'm thinking of are Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I like... so you think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie and not a Christmas movie? I think it's a great split between the two that it could be played either time of year but I think because Jack is the main character and he's the pumpkin king he wants he's curious about Christmas but he's the pumpkin king and he's in in charge of Halloween maybe we should put a poll on our Instagram (gasps) and see if people think it's more of a Halloween movie or more of a Christmas movie genius idea I love it yeah we'll do that for sure okay (laughs) but between Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas, Mm. I personally lean towards Hocus Pocus. I think Tim Burton's claymation style of movie is so unique, and that movie is really incredible work of art, Um, Mm -hmm. but I just love Hocus Pocus. The Sanderson sisters crack me up, and uh, I feel like it's just a classic childhood version of Halloween to me. Speaking of Hocus Pocus, we had a fun little uh, Hocus Pocus piece of content yeah. we put out this week if you guys saw it if you haven't head to our instagram and check out our fun little reel it's very hocus pocus themed so. absolutely it was very <laughs> intentionally hocus pocus oh. themed so we um wanted to get into the spooky season spirit again i think touching on the fact that this movie comes to mind when you're thinking of halloween yes um very iconic it was it came out in 1993 so it's you know 90s vibes but yes. Uh, I think it still holds uh, as a really solid Halloween movie now that's family friendly. Um, and there's a Hocus Pocus 2 being filmed right now. No. So I'm really curious on what that's going to turn yeah. out to be. That will be interesting to see how closely it relates to the original or if it's a totally different approach. Yeah. Uh, it will be, well, whenever it does come out, I'm sure we'll do sure some it'll be a type Plus of yeah. original. Uh, yeah, it might be like the paid um, early access, yeah. and then I, I think there's going to be a lot of people anticipating seeing oh, that yeah. movie. Man, that is a good one. All right, what's what's on your list? I love Halloween Town. All of them. I loved that movie when I was probably like late elementary, early middle school. Mm-hmm. Um that so fun it was really good i and i don't even like spooky things or monsters or like and i like halloween town i anticipated watching it every year on disney channel for sure after it came out and then there was a halloween town 2 and another one after that there's like four of them now yeah they went a little extreme on the sequels because of how popular it was oh yeah but halloween town is i i love that movie the last one doesn't include the original actors which i was disappointed in when i first saw Mm -hmm. but i also ended up loving that one as well so it's (laughs) they're great i i would say that's one of my go-to's or twitches i i also love twitches twitches i think that was like more like late middle school early high school for me that was post sister sister era Mm -hmm. as a big sister sister fan and then when t and tamara maori they're the twins who play the twitches in this film um when i saw that they were gonna be doing this movie i was like oh i gotta see it so i remember being i think i don't remember specifics of when i watched the premiere but i know (laughs) the night that it premiered on disney channel i was sitting in front of the tv watching it central yep with the with the disney channel movie starter thing whatever Uh, it's called like little preview so nostalgic man 
we're gonna have to put that up on our instagram or something just oh, yeah. to bring back the feels oh we definitely are gonna have to they came out with the twitches too after they as did. well I've so both. they're both great they're, they milked the sequels here on disney channel <laughs> they're like oh this one made a lot of money let's try that again yeah <laughs> okay what are some other ones that are some notable mentions for um halloween movies i think generally speaking haunted mansion um the original haunted mansion film with eddie murphy um <laughs> falls so good in that film yeah that falls into a halloween category for sure just to um pay homage to the attraction um but it's still kind of its own movie it doesn't heavily echo the ride um like some of mm-hmm. like when jungle cruise came out they're very clear references to the attraction in disney um in the parks and this original haunted mansion i think you know kind of referenced the idea of the haunted mansion because obviously it was a ride in the parks first um, but it kind of had its own storyline and so um that i think that movie is a decent halloween movie to put on it's Um, funny too it provides a good amount of comedic relief to spookiness that makes sense yeah. Eddie Murphy does a great job of like lightening the mood. Yeah, and I think the storyline, generally speaking, too, is um, is a interesting plot. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that I saw what happens coming the first time I watched it. It kept my attention in terms of where the storyline went. Um, but I also will say that there is a new Haunted Mansion film that you can watch is. on Disney Plus, and it's the Muppets Haunted Mansion. <laughs> what a cool collaboration, first off. I think it makes so much sense. The Muppets are meant to be funny, comic relief. Um, they kind of have this uh, satirical way that they make fun of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that this particular film, it's not very long. It's easy probably to sit down. If you've got kids that have short attention spans, it's easy to put on um, and watch it through. And it follows the ride so well in terms of the references that they make. Um, If you've been on the attraction in Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you're easily going to pick up on the fact that they are referencing that particular ride in this film. Um, And I think they did it in a way that made complete sense. It wasn't forced. It wasn't um, like uh, this was a a sorry attempt at incorporating a Disney attraction favorite into a film. I think they did a wonderful job of making it make sense for both honoring the attraction and the essence of the Muppets. How funny would it be if the Muppets did a film for like all the different types of rides? I think that has to be coming. What if it's I like could easily, Muppets Big Thunder Mountain? <laughs> I was just about to say that, like an old Western of, because there's a storyline to every Disney attraction. Exactly. So that would be so funny. And I think they would all be hits, especially if they were these shorter versions of films. I want to say that it was either right at an hour or like almost under an hour yeah. it was not long and so it was very easy to I watch. have not seen it yet but I will definitely need to check that out okay we are gonna move on to some fun food items mm, yummy, yummy that you can find in the parks for Halloween and now I will say a lot of these items can only be purchased during the special Disney Halloween parties that they have which are mm-hmm. typically after hours and we're gonna break down those parties a little bit more later so just disclaimer a lot of these 
can't get during the regular park hours. They're exclusive, which is really cool, too. If you're going to these Halloween parties, you're kind of paying to have the special menu. And so I actually included a... I have an article here from Disney Food Blog that actually breaks down some of the different treats that they have. And I was going to read some of them from here because there are so many. Yeah, well, and I think a fun thing to do as well, people who are Florida locals or just go to Disney all the time in general, they change these every year. Yeah. So there's some favorites that come back, but there's also some new ones to try every year that people get excited about. And Mm. if they're super popular, I'm sure Disney will bring them back. But um, the last time I went to anything Halloween related in Disney World was 2018. And pretty much 90% of the things that I got to try when I was there are no longer on this exclusive Mm. menu. Okay, let's go around this list a little bit. Okay, so they do have Muppet Haunted Mansion chocolate eclairs. So speaking of Muppets, they really were helping promote that with their little chocolate eclairs. Yeah, they're very pretty too. Those are pretty. They look like they're... We're going to post some pictures of these treats on our story so you can see what we're referencing. Disney's worked very hard at making these exclusive things Instagrammable. Oh, it's the goal. marketing right there. They also have a caramel apple tart frozen apple cider yum with the what are those called at the bottom boba got a halloween shake here that has it says a drinkable version of candy corn that sounds like my nightmare because i do not like candy corn so i will say when i went to a not so scary halloween party um they had cotton candy i'm sorry not cotton candy they had candy corn soft serve it was basically like the vanilla soft serve but it was white and orange striped and it was supposed to be candy corn flavored Uh, it was just vanilla it's saying it's a candy corn ice cream shake so makes me feel like maybe that one's a little more yeah might be a little more candy corn forward yeah definitely not for me but maybe you should try this all right let's see what else we got here the pumpkin mousse trolley from the trolley car cafe that's really cute. It looks like a little pumpkin. I guess it's just moves when you break into it. Spooky ghost cupcake. This one is a fudge-filled chocolate cupcake sm- topped with cookies and cream buttercream, spooky sprinkles, and the cutest vanilla meringue ghost you ever did see. I just love the way they <laughs> word these things. I Disney food blog, you rock. There's a couple more items on here, I will say. Yeah. I mean, this list literally goes on and on. I'll just name a couple without describing them. There's an apple ginger dale. There's a five frozen egg slushy. There's a foolish mortal funnel cake, a maleficent churro, a prince john sucker. I mean, there's like the list just keeps going on and on and on. A lot of these are featured in those special menus that you can find only in the Halloween parties. Yeah. uh, Specifically, Magic Kingdom is the only place that has a Halloween event so there are definitely a handful of treats that are going to be exclusive to that and you're gonna have to pay the ticket price to get Mm -hmm. into that event on top of these exclusive treat prices which can Mm -hmm. be pretty up there sometimes I mean unfortunately I've never tried a Halloween treat before um I don't know why I just haven't but you have tried a couple you tried the soft serve what are some other ones that you've tried yeah, when I went, they had uh, kind of like a worms and dirt spin on a grave, and it was Master Gracie's grave from Haunted Mansion. So it was it was in a rectangle little <laughs> container. Um, it had you know the chocolate pudding. I think there was like a chocolate cake base, 
um, and then Oreo crumbles on the top with some gummy worms, and then a white chocolate Master Gracie tombstone on top. That's we so can cool. Post a picture of this as well. Um, but it was your typical worms and dirt. I wasn't necessarily wowed with the flavors or the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably like six dollars and something that I could have made at home. But the white chocolate tombstone very instagrammable and only something that disney can make exactly you're like ah this is so cool i want to get a picture of it yeah there was also uh an oogie boogie like jello basically looks like a jello shot but it was just like some raspberry jello with a oogie boogie meringue on top (sighs) um again it was nothing to be wowed by flavor wise um but cute and exclusive to the not so scary halloween party that i was attending so i spent that one was definitely cheaper it was probably around four dollars so i was like oh that's not bad for like a little a lot of these treats are really not that expensive i mean the alcoholic drinks definitely get up there in price but when looking at some of the items on that list the treats themselves they look really cool but i don't think any of the items in it you say are like necessarily like oh my gosh that flavor just blew me away whereas i think some of the drinks have such unique combinations that i feel like the drinks might be more popular like flavor wise than the actual like edible treats yes and the last thing i will mention a lot of these parties the treats that you're getting are exactly that they're treats they're sweets Mm -hmm. like milkshake ice cream cookie brownie you know all of these things are types of dessert and obviously you can't be eating those all night i mean you can you can but it but probably wasn't would make your tummy feel great definitely would not make your tummy feel good at all but though when i was there last time they did have a savory option that i tried which i was excited to see and it was hades nachos Ooh. so it's basically just a plate of what you would expect to see as nachos but it had um i think buffalo chicken and like a hot sauce drizzled on it so they're definitely spicy definitely had a kick to it um but who doesn't love tortilla chips and you know if you're at disney late at night that's a great mm. snack in my opinion i'm so. hungry no. <laughs> i mean i don't really like spicy food but after hearing all that i could eat anything that sounds so good right now yeah so i think they could maybe do a little bit of a better job of incorporating exclusive things that aren't necessarily desserts i know they're trying Mm -hmm. it with like the drinks and stuff yeah um but a lot of those drinks still kind of end up being on the sweet side so that would be one thing i would like to see in the future is some more um savory options which you i mean if you're going over to the festivals in epcot you can find plenty of savory snacks over there so maybe magic kingdom and the other places are just like epcot's got the savory stuff we'll do dessert well and spooky season is happening during the food and wine festival typically at epcot and so if you can't find what you need in magic kingdom or uh spooky treat you can go to those booths yeah, and when you think of Halloween, you think of candy, so I also think it's natural to oh, absolutely. do something sweet for Halloween, but the, the savory things, I think, are creative and fun as well. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to Disney Halloween parties. Wah, wah, wah. Which don't exist anymore <laughs> because of COVID. The yes. part, the quote-unquote parties Okay, yeah, are... I should have said Halloween events. Yeah, I mean... 
I hope that they're coming back. So maybe they'll be here next year. But as of this year, we are just having after hours events for Halloween. Why don't you tell us the difference between the two? Like what's the difference between a party and an after hours well, event? Well, I'm so glad you asked that because I literally had an article that actually explains <laughs> the difference. So She came prepared. I did. I really wanted to know the difference between the after hours and Halloween party because I was a little bit confused when they released Boo Bash. I thought, so Boo Bash is the current after hours event that they're doing during the Halloween season for Magic Kingdom. I immediately thought that it was a Halloween party, and then I quickly realized that those are not the same. Um, so typically the big difference that you see between an after-hours event and a holiday party is the price. So these are extra ticketed events that are outside of your general park admission for the day. So the, the, the parties are actually less expensive than the after-hours, but I think with after hours, you actually get more time in the park. Um, so that's probably why you pay, end up paying more for it. But the prices range for, so for the parties, they range around $79 to about 130. Whereas the after hour parties um, range from around 130 to 200. So they're definitely more expensive. Um, but with that, it's more expensive because the after hour events are actually made to be more exclusive. Um, it's a, it allows the guests to experience lower crowd levels than a, than a typical Halloween party because yeah, the Halloween parties, they let a ton of people yes, into those. for um, sure. After hours, they typically sell out of those tickets pretty quickly because there's not that many to pick from. Yeah. I think some of the main differences that I've noticed between what the what items you get with Boo Bash versus what you got with Not So Scary Halloween Party is that not only is it more exclusive in terms of capacity, I think Mm -hmm. that was Disney's effort in managing COVID and how crazy it's been in Florida with spreading. If you let less people into these parties, you're not having to worry about people gathering in a large area. Yes. Um, But with that being said, the parties were definitely meant to facilitate these gatherings for firework shows, for parades, for character meet and greets, for stage shows. Yes. Those are all things that were in the party that are not a part of the after hours event. They are not. But what Disney did to offset that with the after hours party, you get some free add-ons. Mm-hmm. You get free popcorn. Yes, you do get free free. Mickey bars. Yeah. Free drinks. So, you know, if you're going to this after hours event and you don't want to get any of these exclusive treats that cost more money, I mean, that $130 to $200 could be the only thing that you have to pay. I personally miss the parties Mm -hmm. over the after hours. I think the after hours is geared towards extra time in the park with some Halloween things thrown in. And the party was really like Halloween at Disney. I agree. It's just interesting to me that like the the Halloween parties have more entertainment. Like you said, like more character meet and greets. um, And there's the the big parade and there's even its own fireworks show. and yet you're paying more for an experience with the after hours event where you don't have those items but yes the trade-off is like you said it is those free snacks it's a couple of they they try i guess to make it seem like it's worth this money i think yeah. what they're really selling in this is they're selling like the crowd levels is that yeah. you are going to get the most out of your ride time and really focusing it on those attractions as well yeah if you're wanting to go if you're planning on going to disney 
during the fall season and you want to guarantee a, an incredible night of you got to ride everything in Magic Kingdom and it was kind of Halloween themed, yeah. that's what you're getting at an after hours party with some free snacks thrown in. With Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, what you got was a huge, it was legitimately a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And I think, does the trick-or-treating still exist at Boobash? Yes, so trick-or-treating does exist in both Boobash and Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Basically, anybody that comes to these events is allowed to dress up in any type of costume they would like. Now, this is a big deal, especially for adults, because... If it's a regular park day and you want to dress up like a princess, they actually will not allow you in the park because they don't want to, you to be mistaken for an actual character mm-hmm. um, that is out there. But for the Halloween parties, adults are allowed to wear whatever costume they would like as long as it's obviously like appropriate. Um, and children, I mean, children can dress up as whatever they want anytime in the day or in the night. But it is a cool opportunity for parents and families to dress up all together and just like regular Disney adults like you and I that want to go and wear something just out of the ordinary that we wouldn't typically be allowed to wear in in normal hours. But there is trick-or-treating down Main Street where you can walk up to any cast member and collect free candy and basically trick-or-treat your way down Main Street, which I think is really cool because Main Street reminds me of a neighborhood. Yeah, and they hand out if you don't come prepared with your own little uh, bag to collect the candy and they hand out free bags and I think previously they had little stations in each of the lands Mm -hmm. so um, you could go down Main Street and trick-or-treat but you could also make your stops as you're going to these rides or um, riding or waiting for parades but um, the trick-or-treating aspect I think for kids is fun especially if you're gonna go and get dressed up I my very first experience with Mickey's not so scary Halloween party I was younger um, and my sisters were toddlers they were I think um, maybe a little bit out of the toddler stage they I think they were like three and five um, and at for that trip that experience my parents made an appointment for them to go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and they both got to dress up like princesses it was a whole thing for them Um, obviously they were super little so I don't know what specific memories they would have but for us seeing them get all dressed up be dressed like a princess and then every time they went to one of these trick-or-treat stations around the Magic Kingdom they would the cast members were incredible at making them feel like they were really the princess (sighs) that they got to see in the park I love so for little kids it was a huge hit I don't know how Halloween forward these after hours events are compared to what it was like at Mickey's not so scary Halloween party yeah I I have not attended either I don't remember if I already mentioned that but I love you sharing your memories with that I would love to go I I guess I've never gone in the past because it was hard for me to justify the price Mm -hmm. of already already coming to Disney spending a lot of money an additional potential up to hundred dollars to do it again like to do an extended night some at one of the parks was just something that was never at the forefront but as mm-hmm. I've gotten older and I've seen lots of people go to these parties <laughs> and dress up in fun costumes it's made me want to do it more and spend that money so I think I definitely will do it in the future if they bring back parties and I do think I think they will I mean, I hope they will once I think they will. they're I think able to let more people into these events. 
it was such a popular thing and people were so disappointed when they heard that it wasn't going to happen the parade for mickey's not so scary halloween party is called the boob to you parade Mm. people are hardcore fans for that um they had a hocus pocus sanderson sister stage show that was absolutely incredible the production of that i wanted to be front row for that i wanted to see it up close in person Um, and so those elements of the party that you're not going to get in your regular disney day Mm -hmm. made it worth it and also my husband and i twice went to orlando just bought not so scary halloween tickets we went for a weekend. We enjoyed our time in Florida, but the only thing we did park-wise was go to the party. That's and a cool so, idea. Um, you don't have to have a day ticket yeah. to go. Um, and for the Not So Scary Halloween party, they let you in at 4 p.m. So we got to be in Magic Kingdom from 4 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Whereas these after hours, you can't get in until seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. And, and I think they're at ending at midnight. So it's actually shorter amount of time. But again, the pull is that there's maybe less than half of the capacity that the not so scary party was allowing. Yeah, the wait times are. I mean, everything's basically a walk on. Yeah, and they've added some Halloween overlays to oh. some of the rides too. Yeah, they have specifically uh, Space Mountain. I think is one of the cooler ones out of the ones that they have. I also have not experienced these, but I've seen plenty of videos and um, seen reviews on it where they just taint, they change the music. And it's it's interesting that they do this because I guess you don't really, some of the rides you don't think about the music that's playing while it's happening and then until they change it and you're like, oh, this is totally different. And I think with Space Mountain, one of the things they did is they changed a lot of the interior lighting on the show. They cut the, the lighting. The show, they cut out the lighting. There's zero lighting for the Halloween overlay of Space Mountain. It is pitch black. You oh. think that when you ride this ride, it's already pitch black. There's so many lights in there. You ride it with the lights off. It's really. I thought wild. they added like green lights in the tunnel. That's Christmas. And... Oh, yeah. So they have a Christmas overlay. I'm in a different holiday, y'all. It's okay. You're just living in like a nightmare before Christmas world where <laughs> they they that overlap. That was good. That was yeah. good. That was good. Wow, pitch black. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the tunnels you go through that typically have lights, no lights. The stars that are typically projected overhead, no stars. The um, little animatronic section where you, like, go through and you see, like, a space person, yeah, black. Like, you can't see anything. Oh, my gosh. So it's a very different experience. <laughs> you can't see anything. <laughs> I guess you're right when you say you don't really realize how how dark it is until there's no lights. Mm-hmm. And you realize there were lights before. Yeah, there are a couple of other ride overlays. Do you want to mention those? Yeah, so teacups and pirates are the other two that they do ride overlays for. And I think, those, once again, those are oh, big music changes, lighting. There's not much that they really... There's not <laughs> a lot they can do to change these rides. And I will say for the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, mm-hmm. they do a complete ride overhaul. Yes, it's For insane. that one, for, for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's very insane that's like the only ride i can think of that they they really do change the structure of the ride yeah and the decor completely for halloween yeah for the teacups like you said it's just music and lighting change and then for pirates um they're not probably doing it for the after hours i haven't heard anything about it but they had um live actors on the ride like pirates on the ride that were a part of the halloween party where they're like think of yelling at you (laughs) 
That makes me think of Great Movie Ride. Aw. R.I.P. So fun, though. Yes. So those are a couple of other parts to these Halloween parties that um, are something new to experience that you can only experience when you get this special ticketed Mm -hmm. um, event added to your Disney stay. And I will say one more thing about the parks. Um, Specifically, recently, there has been way more Halloween merch that there has ever been, in my opinion. Like, there's a whole section in the Emporium that is specifically for Halloween merch. And to my knowledge, they never, they used to have like some Halloween items, but it didn't used to be like a big merch focus. Now it is like they push out that Halloween merchandise. It has to be due to social media that these things have changed so much. But yeah, I don't really recall huge merch pushes Mm. until like the last handful of years and yeah like the shops on the main um, stretches of all the parks have a whole Halloween section Um, they've got shirts they've got ears they've got kitchenware bags all I mean it's the lounge fly bags are a huge thing people wait for these drops and like as soon as they drop that Halloween merchandise it sells out very quickly yeah so that's I mean Disney is raking in the revenue yes, with this between special ticketed event that can be up to $200 per <laughs> person for a few hours and merchandise that is super expensive too that sells out in minutes. Um, they're, they're taking home a lot of cash by having these crazy Disney fans wanting exclusive things. Mm-hmm. Well... That's a lot of that's a lot of Halloween stuff. Yeah, what's your favorite Disney related thing that you can think of that we've covered for Halloween specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, because I haven't experienced a lot of the the parks, the treats, the parties, all of that. I have to say like for me, when I think of Disney Halloween, I really think of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think of some of the decor in Magic Kingdom and just like the fall environment but what hits home for me are the Disney Channel movies I think that those are so important because that's something that's universal people can watch those yeah at spooky season and anyone's home anytime so I think those are probably the most important aspect of Disney's creating of Disney creating a fun addition to this time of year is these fun movies that really have inspired these events anyway. Yeah. What about you? Um, in my experience with the Halloween parties, uh, I think the, the treats are fun. (laughs) I'm a sweets person, so I like getting to have these theme treats um that are new and exclusive getting to be excited to try them um but also i've loved seeing the special characters that come out um for the parties too that you don't see any other time of year i think my number one favorite has to be when winnie the pooh and all of his Hmm. neighborhood friends they come out in halloween costumes that's cute when you see a character which is a costume in another costume it's yeah. like when Chip and Dale dress up as dinosaurs. Uh, yes. In Animal Kingdom. It's so fun. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. What a concept. Yes, I love it so much. So um, I'm super thankful that um, I've gotten to experience Disney Halloween. Um, and I know that it's a big deal to a lot of people. So um, it was fun covering it. 
yeah. for an episode to close out our first season. Yeah, thanks for hanging with us and listening to all the Halloween things. Small shop shout out time. It's my favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> I know you're like trying to figure out what you're going to say there. Um, we are back with our small shop shout out. And today, our small shop that we have selected is Circa Society. Kate, why don't you tell us about Circa Society? Circa Society is an apparel shop. Mm-hmm. I know we keep kind of putting out these apparel shops, but she has uh, some really neat designs, some unique designs. They have kind of a retro feel to them. Yeah, so her Instagram page says modern day retro trends, Woo-hoo. reimagined vintage tees, nostalgic style, and fantasy. So that's kind of a her tagline for what her apparel speaks to. She has this really cute, um, again, this is Disney themed apparel for you to wear in the parks which is always fun to add to your trip um but she has a shirt that says pumpkin mickey does it for me i mean i agree with that and i would wear that shirt (laughs) so cute um she has a foolish mortal advisory uh, shirt again like hinting at haunted mansion for spooky season and a lot of other designs that are um geared towards she has a lot of spooky season related ones haunted mansion related ones but she does this year round and she's got some really cute designs that i think would add a lot of stylish flair to your next disney trip so you guys should definitely follow her on instagram her instagram is circa society yep and get a nice sweet vintage tea for your next trip yeah check them out we're back with our unpopular disney opinion the final unpopular opinion of the season season finale of the unpopular opinions okay we got to end with a strong one we are ending with a strong one we are passionate about this one for sure we hear a lot of people say disney is just for kids looking at you universal with your advertising saying that when you're a big (laughs) kid you go to universal what's that about Yep, uh, you heard her. You hear she's a little aggressive about Universal there. But we do not think that is a true statement. We think that Disney is for everyone. Um, But specifically Disney adults. We, as Disney adults ourselves, have had such a great opportunity to experience the parks and create so many great memories that we actually remember. Yeah, there's a lot of times I went to Disney as a kid, and I have certain memories from those trips that stick with me and are very dear to my heart, and it's the reason why I love Disney as much as I do today, but the things that I've been able to do as an adult, um, there's something about Disney and Disney World, and I think it hints back to Walt's uh, desire for these parks, but it makes me feel like a kid again. It makes me feel carefree in a world that is so heavy sometimes. And um, I just really appreciate what Disney trips 
do for me mentally when I get to go. I'm not thinking about or stressing about things back home. I'm truly present in the moment and just enjoying um, whether it be rides or treats or all the things you get to do. Um, I think being a Disney adult is equally as incredible or maybe even more so incredible than being a Disney kid. Yes, I think having experiences going to Disney as a kid is fun. Like, as, and I definitely think I don't, I don't want to discredit those trips at all because they are trips that I look back on, and when I go as an adult, I feel nostalgic about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that as an adult, I can like pick and choose what I would like to do, and like spend my own money and and create that experience for myself that I actually remember because I'm old enough to remember it. So. I um, I don't think it's only for kids. I think Disney adults are more than welcome at Disney. What's one memory you have from a trip as a Disney kid that oh. hits you every time you go back as an adult that you remember? Hmm. I think for me, like, it was a lot of character meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Like, getting to meet my favorite princesses and characters from different movies where it it really felt like I was meeting them for real like (laughs) I was meeting the real Belle and in my mind it was just such a magical moment and like when I I've done character meet and greets as an adult and when I meet them again I'm like part of that magic still lives in me I'm like oh this is the real Belle like knowing it's not but like for a moment you are allowed to believe that it is and I just love that that's awesome what about you um, for me, it's Peter Pan. Every time I go oh. to Disney and I see Peter Pan or ride Peter Pan, um, I have a lot of distinct fond memories of riding that with my dad when I was younger. Oh, that's so cute. And um, <laughs> we always, there's one particular night we decided we were going to speak in a British accent the <laughs> whole night. And we rode Peter Pan and he was Peter and I was uh, P- Penelope. Yeah. He was Peter and I was Penelope and we spoke in British accents and we wrote Peter Pan and we were, Peter, Peter. So every time that I ride Peter Pan or I see Peter Pan, that's what Aww. I think of. And it brings me back to being a kid and going around the parks with my dad and uh, all the silly fun memories that we got to make. So Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so fun. It gives that, um, that childhood nostalgia back into my adult trips and it makes me super appreciative for all the times I've gotten to spend in the parks over the years we love Disney adults Disney adults are the best (laughs) okay I would say next week but it's gonna be next season oh my gosh we are wrapping wrapping season one we are right now we're putting a bow on it we are saying nine episodes in and we are done with season one Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of our listeners that have been here for the past nine episodes. It has been such a pleasure to get to connect with a lot of you on social media and answer your questions and just start to create this Disney community around the castle chat. And we just want to say thank you for inviting us into your lives and listening to our opinions and stories and just, we're, I don't know, I'm just very grateful. Very grateful. Yeah, I am too. I would want to shout out and thank so many specific people. Um, but just a 
special thank you to anyone and everyone in our lives that supported the stream and has downloaded our episodes and listened to um, the content that we put out. It's been fun for us to create, but it makes it that much more special when people join in with us and listen to our content and get back to us about, oh my gosh, when I listened to this episode, I thought this, or how could you not mention so-and-so when you're talking (laughs) about Disney sidekicks? Uh, I love hearing that feedback and um, getting to create more conversations outside of the times that we record these when it's just Court and I. Um, That's the whole point is to extend this beyond the episodes and have conversations with anyone and everyone who loves Disney and um, just continue to bring Disney into our lives and yours at home. Absolutely. I'm just so overwhelmed with happiness right now. Just thinking about this dream and being here and really just looking forward to season two. Yeah, season two is coming. When is it coming? What is it, what okay. is it about? Give so, us a little rundown. Don't worry, guys. You don't have to wait long for season two. We will be back in about two weeks on November 21st to kick off season two. And we wanted to give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what to expect in season two um, as we kind of wait over the next two weeks. So over the next well, over the next two weeks, you can definitely keep up with us on Instagram. We'll be doing lots of different things on there and really um, doing a lot of polls, asking for your feedback and, and what you think about what you want to see in season two as well. So although we do have plans already set in place for certain episodes, we would love your feedback and contribution towards other episodes that we have not kind of nailed down yet. And so definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, Um, we want to throw in a couple of listeners' choice episodes in there. So please, please give us any and all ideas. Um, This is a group effort, not just Court and I. So don't be shy. Hit us up on Instagram and tell us your thoughts. We really do take y'all's advice and thoughts and suggestions and just all of it. So um, what I can say is, is that we do have some episodes coming up that I'm really looking forward to as well as Kate. Um, we will be breaking down the Frozen movies, which will be so fun. It's absolutely necessary. We, I'm freaking out. We talked about it so many different episodes. We said, okay, we just got to go ahead and clear the air. We got to go ahead and do, do this. this one because it's going to keep coming up until it happens. So. Oh, yes, yeah, so we will be digging deep into that movie and explaining every single aspect of it, the emotional parts, the the structure of the movie, the animation, all of it. Grab we'll your tissues. Going into, grab your tissues. I will be crying. Um, we'll also be doing a resort review of the Polynesian, which is such a cool resort. So I'll be looking forward to that. And we might even be featuring a specific small shop as a special guest on one of our episodes, but we, we're not going to tell you who that is Yeah, yet. we may or may not have given them a shout out this season. Yes. That's your clue. But, um, yeah, that's a couple of episodes we have coming up. We're really looking forward to it. What else could they be doing in the meantime while they wait for season two? Is there something they could be doing for us? Um, They could totally be heading to wherever they listen to this podcast and leaving a review. They so could. That would be so great if you could just drop us a comment about what you love about this podcast and share it with someone too. Um, We hope that this community continues to grow. Um, This is fun for Court and I continuing to record these, but the more the merrier. So share with someone, leave a review and help other people join our castle chat chatterbox. 
That's fun. <laughs> you guys can catch us on Instagram at the Castle Chat or send us an email at thecastlechat at gmail.com. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, and we can't wait to see you for season two. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.